Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. Today, Ricky will be discussing the topic of eating as a dancer. Hey guys, it's Ricky. Um, I just want to do a quick disclaimer, just like last week. Um, Dan nor I are dietitians or nutritionists. Everything that we can speak on is just our personal experience and what we have found works and what doesn't work for us. And we just hope that sharing a little bit of information can help any of you guys that are listening or watching our podcasts and our episodes. And definitely, if you're interested in this topic about eating as a dancer, because it is a very, very broad topic, it's different for everybody, definitely go ahead and check out Dan's episode, which was our previous episode, talking about what he eats on the weekly basis, on a daily basis, during practice, pre and post competition. It's really interesting to see two different viewpoints, because although we are maybe similar physicality wise, we eat completely differently. And it's going to be like that for each dancer. So definitely go ahead and give his listen right after you finish this podcast. Um, So I'm just going to get right into it. Um, I, as Dan mentioned in the last podcast, he said, I am very skinny. Um, For me, I have been very, very thin my whole life. Skinny was the word that pretty much every person who ever met me when I was younger would describe me as. Um, So definitely that's going to have an impact on what I'm eating. Um, Basically growing up, I would eat whatever my mom put on the table in front of me. And I pretty much stayed the same size my whole life. (laughs) And um, since I got older, basically since I moved away to New York, right after I turned 16, I was basically in charge of all of my own food, all of my own eating, grocery shopping, cooking, literally everything. Um, So starting from then when I was 16, buying all my own groceries, I basically just bought whatever I could afford, which was not that much because I couldn't work. I wasn't teaching and working that much when I was 16 as a dance teacher. I had a few students here and there, but I was not making it a lot to just go and buy whatever I wanted. So basically I would just stick to having a protein source, having a source of carbs and try to get a source of vegetables in almost every meal, lunch and dinner. And then sometimes if I wanted to add some sort of vegetables in my breakfast, either in my smoothie or in my eggs, a lot of the time I like to add bell peppers, spinach, onions in my eggs, before I would do that as well. And to be honest, just buying spinach, onions, bell peppers, carrots, stuff like that, genuinely, I mean, not genuinely, generally is going to be pretty cheap. If you're not buying something like, like a carrot is not going to be that expensive. It's really just whatever you're choosing to spend your money on. So basically that's how I got through. And I was eating like that for several years. And I would say during that time, I was probably at my peak performance levels. And every time I want to like, let's say I have a really long practice that day, or I have lessons and practice and then rounds. And I know I'm going to be exerting a lot of energy that day. I will definitely make sure that I'm eating a lot throughout the day in between lessons. I have to eat something in between practice and rounds. I have to eat something, even if we're doing like rounds, like say I'm doing four rounds, I'm going to eat probably in between every round if I can. And if I can't eat in between every round, maybe I have to eat something right before rounds. And then when it finishes, I'm very, very, um, 
influenced immediately as soon as I put something into my body. Um, and this is with healthy foods and with unhealthy foods. So when I'm putting something healthy into my body, I can feel the difference right away. I get a huge spike of energy. And then even if I'm putting something unhealthy into my body, like say something that is processed carbs and sugar that tastes great, um, I'm still going to get that spike of energy and it will give me that impulse that I need if I need to get through around something like that. Um, but then definitely I can feel the difference in my body very, very quickly after. I don't know why I've been like this my whole life. It's not like the next day I'm going to be like, oh, I feel so terrible because I ate those foods. Like for me, it's literally one or two hours after I've consumed something, I can feel it taking over my body, whether it's good or bad. So sometimes I'm not always mentally the strongest person. And sometimes I do reach for that easy snack that is not the best for my body. Um, but most of the time, I really do try my hardest on my weekly diet to have something a little bit more small and quick in the morning because usually my mornings are like really, really filled up and I don't have time to make a big meal in the morning, but definitely lunches and dinners. I always try to get a source of protein in. I eventually do see a lot of benefits of going like vegetarian or pescatarian on that route, but right now... I'm just not there yet. <laughs> I'm just not there to have that dedication to figure out basically a whole new diet, taking out meats as my main source of protein. So yeah, basically multiple times a day, I'm getting that source of protein, mostly from chicken and turkey and fish. I like to have salmon. I like to have shrimp. I like to have just fillets of different types of fish that I can get at the store frozen. Usually frozen is a lot cheaper than um fresh um but i do do my best um but yeah i don't consume a lot of red meats often i probably have red meat once per week or maximum two times per week um which i do feel like is better because even when i was younger i would have red meat all the time and i didn't kind of see a difference but when I'm going to the studio, I can definitely feel a difference when I'm having more lean sources of protein and when I'm having a little bit more fatty sources of protein. And I feel like it's important to have a mixture of both, at least for my body, my experience. Um, but definitely I try to stay away from the red meats more than I used to. And then I have lots of carbs. I don't restrict myself on carbs literally at all, whether it's I'm doing nothing that day, whether I'm going to be at the studio for eight hours that day, whether I have a competition that I'm going to have to do seven rounds at, or whether I'm just going to sit at home literally for the entire day. I never restrict myself on carbs. I don't know why. I definitely feel a difference when I'm having processed carbs versus, um, what is it called? empty carbs and complex carbs. There we go. When I'm having complex carbs, obviously that's going to give me much more lasting energy. And I try to stick to those types of carbohydrates on the days when I do have to push my energy to the maximum throughout the entire day. But even empty carbs, like a bagel, like I love bagels so much, but everybody knows like literally a bagel has like 55 grams of carbs in it. And those are not the complex carbs that my body really wants. Those are the empty carbs that just my taste buds want. But even in that situation, I'm not going to restrict myself from that just because my body does not respond super negatively to that, as opposed to maybe somebody else's body 
might really take that 55 grams of carbs and do something to that person's body that they really don't like. And I'm very fortunate to have a high metabolism and I've had a high metabolism my whole life. Um, but even with that, you still want to try to be feeding your body what it needs. Um, especially as dancers, obviously, as we know, we're constantly surrounded by our body image. We're looking at ourselves in the mirror all the time. We're looking at ourselves on videos in the competition all the time. You're surrounded by other people and it's only natural to look at their bodies and to look at your bodies. And naturally we're gonna compare ourselves. I don't know any person who doesn't compare themselves to other people's when it comes to how they look physically, especially in dancers on the competition. So with all of that being said, we're constantly wanting to, I mean, you should constantly be wanting to feed your body the best that it can so you can perform at your best. And then if I just very, very quickly touch on competition staples for me, if you've known me for years, you already know what I'm about to say. I have to have bananas on the competition or I will not dance. <laughs> like literally there's been like emergency situations where I would like tell one of my parents or my sister or my partner or my coach, I'm like, I need you to buy me five bananas right now because I'm not going to survive that round if I don't have a banana before I go on the floor. Like in between rounds, in between dances, literally whatever. I will be eating something. So bananas are huge for me. Um, any source of chocolate. I really, really, really like dark chocolate more than milk chocolate. Um, but milk chocolate is okay too. Um, but yeah, dark chocolate, bananas. And then another huge thing for me is 100% pure fruit juice. Orange juice is like my holy grail. Like Starbucks has these evolution fruit juices that is like basically hundred percent cold pressed juice and the orange juice one. I told my mom one time, I'm like, literally that orange juice, this is going to sound crazy, but it's like cocaine for me. <laughs> like as soon as I drink that orange juice, I feel like I have so much energy. I feel like I can conquer the world when I have that orange juice. So I definitely try to save those, those staples, like that orange juice and that banana and that chocolate in the situations that I need the most, which is the day of the competitions, literally as I'm competing in between every round. And then when it's not that situation, like I'm not gonna have that orange juice every day. Like I rarely ever have orange juice anymore, except on the days of the competition, because I know how much it can impact my body quickly. And I've learned that about myself. And I'm probably gonna do that for the rest of my entire competitive career because I like the energy that it gives me. And I like that it can push me through that round and help me get through the rest of the day lasting with pretty sufficient energy and feeling good inside my body. I'm not gonna feel like, oh my gosh, I feel so terrible because nobody wants to feel like that, especially on competition. But yeah, I think I rambled a little bit too much, but that's like super, super informational about how I eat as a dancer, how I can feel my body differently, what foods I try to go towards and the ones that I try to stay away from and my competition staples. I really hope this helped anybody who was listening. And like I said before, definitely go to Dan's podcast, his episode to hear how his view is completely different than mine. Um, there is no right and wrong in diets. It's whatever makes you feel the best that you should go towards. Um, and another small announcement is that we are looking to have special guests on the podcast. Um, if anybody has any recommendations 
please, please DM us on Instagram, write it in the comments. We are going to be posting on our story on Instagram, giving you guys the opportunity to write literally anybody. It could be a judge. It could be a coach. It could be a fellow dancer, anybody that you would like to hear us interview, talk to, ask questions, just get to know a little bit better. Please let us know if you have any recommendations for that. And other than that, thanks so much for listening and we will see you guys in the next podcast. Bye guys.